Hey, good morning everyone. This is Mary Christopher and this is our Sunday morning meditation. I'm out in front of the house. It's quiet, very quiet in the neighborhood. Um, the neighborhood rooster is up. You may be able to hear him in a bit. Um, got some clouds today, uh, a lot of moisture in the air, ah, there's the rooster. So we're almost at the end of May, wow, it went fast, and this past week has really been difficult, I mean the world is difficult to begin with right now just kind of all over the place and and we have just tragedies too many tragedies very difficult so when things are like that I try to uh, do things that just small things that are helpful and useful or make my little world <laughs> a better place, okay? So um, I had errands to run yesterday, got those done. And then yesterday, like late afternoon, I wanted to clean up my little truck. I have a Toyota Tacoma. Very reliable little truck. And I have had people, I've had guys come up to me, just walk, total strangers, walk up to me in the parking lot and offer to buy it, right? Just right there. Anyway, so I drove my truck down to the car wash the you know the manual kind there's still a manual one and I washed it and vacuumed and spruced it up and it's all shiny today and I washed the tires and um, looks so much better so mechanical things need care I mean just like just like human beings right mechanical things need care human beings need care so when when we have a lot of difficulties and tragedies in the world it's a good time for us to take a little bit better care of ourselves and it pays off. It pays off. And I have to remind myself of that because it's, it's easy. Sometimes it seems like it's easier when the world seems like it's falling apart all around us. It's easier just to let things go or have too much alcohol, too much food, 
too much of mood-altering substances, which, which can be helpful. I'm not saying that they aren't helpful. But sometimes human beings need to do something like clean out a closet or just super clean up the kitchen and scrub floors and just like really fix something up and it makes a difference and I'm always slightly surprised at how much difference it makes and it really does it's interesting so when the world looks like it's falling apart or going going to hell all around us right whether it's in our immediate world or not because I think most of us that have access to podcasts and and tech and internet and all those modern things um, we we live we're living pretty good lives even though the gas prices are up and food prices are up um, I spent more at the grocery store yesterday and I looked over the receipt and I looked at what I got and I realized that it wasn't necessarily me being frivolous or overbuying. It was, it was, prices were higher. So, um, because I try to be conscious, you know, be aware of what I'm doing when I'm in the grocery store, even though the whole place is geared to get me to buy more, right? So, whatever you can do, in your immediate surroundings and and you would know what that is um, start on the garage start on a closet uh, plant a little garden we've got lettuce on the back porch I keep forgetting it's there um, so I've got a, I'm gonna make a salad this evening and um, get some lettuce from the back porch so it's very nice lettuce too so the other thing that's difficult at least it's difficult for me is when people take the tragedies in our world like the war in Ukraine um, the shooting in Uvalde just I mean, those are the two most obvious. But when, when those become political footballs, right? And it's just adds, it adds, for me, it adds to the grief. And I wish, I really wish, you know, we could have a moratorium on political footballs. We won't because that's how politics is and that's how people are. And, and, it seems to me we need to get better at talking to each other and coming up with, prob- with solutions. And we have, my son and I have this conversation 
about how to fix things. Um, and one of the things I learned at some point in my early life was it's very difficult to fix anything unless you can define the problem. And that is why we have mechanics and doctors and attorneys and people like that because they help us define the problem. Once we define the problem, then it's easier, it's potentially easier to solve it. And some problems are very, very complex. And some problems, everybody has a different opinion about how to define the problem. So there is that, and that's just the human condition. But it seems to me we've lost some of the people in government who were good at working across the aisle or like going outside the normal range of how to do things, you know, coming up with something creative. So um, I think it was Einstein or Edison or Madame Curie or somebody who said, um, we can't solve a problem from within the context of that problem. That's not a direct quote. I can't, off the top of my head, I cannot remember the exact quote. But uh, Bucky Fuller was so good at, and, and all the people who've made major contributions, um, Jane Goodall comes to mind. I mean, there are just, they're all the people we know about that are publicly known and people that we sort of kind of know about like the the ladies that worked for NASA in the early days and and the there was a book called Hidden Figures um, and then they made a wonderful movie Kevin Costner and all these wonderful wonderful ladies were it was just a fantastic movie and it showed what human beings can do when we put our hearts, <laughs> right, our hearts and our minds to something. And sometimes when we have a problem, we put our minds to it, but we leave our hearts behind. And our hearts can be a source of creativity and, of course, empathy and um, making a problem, um, making the solution to a problem broader and more inclusive. So that, we can do that. Humans are tremendously creative and we're tremendously inventive. We're also tremendously resilient. So we will get through all this mess that we have, that 
and that we have created and that we have amped up and um, we will get through it. So we should take a deep breath right, and pat ourselves on the back for coming as far as we have and resolve that that we will find ways through this mess without blowing up half the planet. We don't need to do that. And I say that because I know that that kind of thought or feeling sort of lurks in the background. Um, and that, even that, can become a political football. So we need fewer political footballs for sure. So my question is, what can you do today? What one or two, maybe just very simple things, can you do today, right? Just wherever you are, that will help you, that will support your life, that will make your life a little better. And it can be such such a simple thing. So I'm sitting out in the front yard and I'm sort of facing east and the sun's up um, and it's beginning to shine through all the trees. So the, the, the greenery around here is pretty amazing and as the light comes through the trees, it lights everything up, okay? So when we get outside, and this, this is just a suggestion, but it's something that, that I do, and I, it's part of my practice, it's part of my spiritual practice. And it's something I can do for myself to take care of myself. So I put, at least once a day, I put myself back into the real world, God's world, which is the world of plants and animals and fauna and flora and fresh air. Fresh air and the incredible beauty of nature. And even if you're living in the middle of a city and you don't see much nature around you and you have to start looking much closer or you have to walk a couple of blocks to get to a park this is one way you can really nourish yourself you can really soak up some sunshine so what I like to do is just stand so that the sun is on me not so I'm looking right at it but I can feel that warmth the warmth of the sun on my on my body and I I can remember growing up being at the swimming pool in the summer and 
sunbathing. This was back before we had to be careful about sunbathing. Um, and feeling after I'd been like in and out of the water and sunbathing and talking to friends and um, drinking water or whatever, you know, soda I was drinking at the time. Um, I remember how relaxed I would feel. So we would pop in and out of the pool and sit and talk or just lie around and soak up the sun. And I, I know it, you know, it's different depending on what part of the world you grew up in. But there, as we know, there are sun worshippers everywhere. And those were some of the very earliest and long-term kinds of worship. People worshipping the sun, worshipping the different phases of the moon. And, you know, in our modern world, we tend to think of those folks as primitive, right? Those are primitive people, yes. Well, yes and no. They were paying attention to creation. And we know that if you want to understand the creator, you study creation, right? And we had the the eclipse we've had two eclipses we had the um, the full moon eclipse which as you know we were able to see a good bit of it here in spite of all the tall trees um, it's we have eclipses because of this amazing relationship in distance, in size and distance between the earth, the moon, and the sun. So the reason that we have a solar eclipse is because the size of the moon plus factoring in the distance, right, the distance that the moon is from the earth and the sun, when the sun, <coughs> excuse me, when the sun and the moon and the earth line up precisely, which they don't do on every full, on every new moon, when that happens, the moon the face of the moon covers almost exactly the sun. So the, the sun is blanked out, like the core of the sun. And then what we can see, and of course you're not supposed to do this with your bare eye, um, we can see the, the flares out to the side of the sun. So there are amazing photographs and a lot of really great studies that have been done. But that is, is a very precise measurement. I mean, that's 
for, for the moon to cover the sun exactly so that all of the face of the sun is blanked out for a short little period of time, right? That's amazing. It's amazing. And all those stars out there that most of which we can't see anymore, right? It's an, it's it's awe-inspiring and the folks that we consider to be primitive lived in a world where they were very regardless of the stories they made up regardless of the myths and the stories that they made up about dragons swallowing the sun and and you had to beat pots and pans to scare the dragon so the dragon would cough up the sun, right? Um, there are all kinds of myths and stories that people invented, but they were paying attention to creation. And the more that we can do that, I think, the more we'll understand the world that we're living in and how to take care of it, which would be a really good thing, right? So let's do our meditation. And I'm outside, as you know. If you can get outside, great. Good place to be. I've done meditations, you know, sitting on the porch with, you know, undercover when it's raining thunder and lightning. Um, I love storms. Grew up with storms and I love I love the thunder and lightning and the wind and it's very quiet and very peaceful here today. So if you can be outside, great. And we've been working on balance in class, physical balance and and mental and emotional balance. So I was thinking we might do something really simple today. Like if you can find a tree or you have something in your house or in your yard where that you can lean against. And, and we're just going to do this for like five minutes, okay? So... Obviously, there are plenty of trees here that I can lean against. So I'm going over to this really sturdy tree. And this is a meditation that I've done for a long, long time. It's It can be very, very restorative. And it's... It's what I call a tree meditation. Just back up and let your spine, let your body, your hips and your spine as much as possible. <coughs> Excuse me. And just let yourself rest 
against the tree. And if you've got a tree that's got a little bit of lean to it, which I don't have in the yard here, but you can even rest more completely against it, right? And remember, there's energy running up through this tree, like from, from its roots way down into the ground, okay? Of course, some trees have, their roots are a little more shallow, but. So, this is such a simple meditation to do, and it's grounding, and it's stabilizing, um, and we can do it outside if there's a tree, or trees around, one of our neighborhood birds there. Or you can use your wonderful and amazing imagination and feel yourself, see yourself just resting very easily against a tree. So let's do that. Just wherever you are in the world, if you've got a tree, let that tree hold you up. For a few minutes. So as you breathe in, breathing all the way down into your feet. If you want, you can feel little roots coming out from your feet, going down into the earth, just like you're a tree. And as you breathe out, feel the energy from the earth moving up through your roots, just like the tree. Feel that energy from the earth and those nutrients from the earth moving up. through your toes and your feet and your legs, your torso. We have a bird chorus this morning. Through your whole body, feel that energy moving. And as you breathe out, feel yourself becoming more centered, more rooted more stable. And as you breathe out, allow your body to relax, to lean against that tree. Just let that tree support you. You're breathing, you breathe in all the way down into your toes, down into the earth. Feel yourself becoming more centered. 
as you breathe out, allow yourself to relax. Let that tree, the energy and the strength of the tree support you. And we'll just be with our tree for a few minutes.
Now as you breathe in, breathing all the way down to your feet, feel the stability of your feet, your toes on the earth. And if you have little roots going down into the earth, bring those, let those come back up into your feet. And keep feeling that energy moving up through the earth, giving you strength and stability today. You breathe out. Feel the energy moving up through your body, through your legs, your abdomen, your spine, lungs, your heart, all the way up. Up your spinal cord, out, out through your arms, into your hands. <clears throat> your brain we're going to be all fired up today lots of chi lots of energy moving as you breathe in feel how centered you are how stable you are and as you breathe out feel that energy flowing up the energy that flows through the earth all the time and feel how supported you are by your tree and thank your tree for being there for you for holding you up sharing all that great oxygen And when you're ready, as you breathe out, very gently open your eyes. Good work. Good work. Well, I hope that you're feeling a little more stable now that we did our tree meditation. It's an easy one to do. Good for balance, stability, energy. So wherever you are in the world, whatever you're doing today, take good care of yourself. Remember to smile at yourself. Give yourself a pat on the back for all the good you do in the world and for all the good things you try to get done. We will get through this. We don't know exactly how, but we will. Thanks for listening. Remember to breathe and I'll talk to you next week.